A court rules that a landlord can be naked in the common area. And passengers on American Airlines keep urinating on one another. And Hawaii's cockfighting industry is worth a lot of money each year. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News. The only daily weird news podcast recorded by a comedian inside a closet in the galaxy. The only one in the galaxy. A German landlord wins the right to be naked. These Europeans always trying to get naked. They love being naked. Let's all get naked. Some of them have uh, horrible bodies, though. They shouldn't be naked in public. Let's find out about this German landlord. Does he have an eight-pack or a six-pack or just one giant beer ball? Maybe he doesn't look good naked and everyone's displeased. A German landlord has won the right to sunbathe naked in the courtyard of his building in Frankfurt. This is in spite of complaints from the tenants. Okay, so he's got tenants that live in the building. He's sunbathing naked in the courtyard. He thinks this is okay. Tenants have complained. He says, no, I'm going to continue to sunbathe in the nude. The landlord, who has not been named, uh, let's give him a name, though. Let's give him my favorite German name, which is Helmut. I just think that's a lovely name. Helmut. Oh, yes, we've named you after our protective head covering. Yes, Helmut resorted to taking legal action after a human resources company that rented premises in the building withheld payments because of his fondness for sunbathing nude in a common area in the courtyard. This is according to the Frankfurt High Regional Court. Well, if this is a common space that's used by everybody, maybe not be naked in that area. It's very rude. This guy sounds like a big jerk, Helmut. Um... The firm, which has also not been identified, had reduced and partially withheld payments that it owed for its office space in the residential building in an upscale neighborhood of the city. They're claiming the landlord would walk around unclothed through the stairwell to the courtyard so that, quote, a resident or any visitor who happened to be on the stairs at that time would be confronted with his nakedness. And this obviously isn't okay. If uh, you're running a business in the space as well, which it sounds like this firm is, uh, a legal team who visited the site did not find this to be the case, the court stated, says on the contrary, the plaintiff had credibly stated that he always wore a bathrobe, which he only took off directly in front of the sunbed. Yeah, but is the sunbed still in the common space? (laughs) This is a common space. People should be respectful of others in the common space, whether you own the damn common space or not. If other tenants are allowed to be in that area or utilize the area, then you need to be respectful and not walk around with your junk hanging out. That's my opinion. But then again, I'm a fair individual. (laughs) There's not a lot of fair individuals out there. Now, the court's found in the landlord's favor, though. They're always ruling... For the landlord and the property owners, the tenants have very little power in this world. It's so sad to be just a tenant. You have no recourse. Uh, The court ruled that the property's usability was not impaired by the plaintiffs sunning himself naked in the courtyard. People can still walk by. The kids can still play in the courtyard. They're not impaired by him sunning himself in the nude. They can play around him. All right. His junk isn't so big that you can't fit other tenants in the courtyard. We've determined he showed us his junk. In fact, he came to the court naked. He just likes to be naked. This guy helmet. (laughs) So European of him. Very sophisticated to be naked all the time. 
The court also added that, quote, aesthetic sensibilities were irrelevant. How? How are they irrelevant? This is gross and improper. It's just terrible behavior. And it shows that you're inconsiderate. You're a jerk, man. I would say worse words, but, you know, children might be listening to this. In addition, the location where the landlord sunbathed naked was only visible from the offices <laughs> and the staff at the HR company. It says if they leaned out the window, they could see him, but that was about it. I don't know. I'd love to see the space, but I guess before I make a final judgment, but it just seems just uncouth. Is that a word? Uncouth? I shouldn't try and use words like this when I'm public, public school educated. You know, I just try to impress people. Why am I trying to impress people? What I should do is impress with my amazing, authentic German accent. Nevertheless, the court found that the tenants were entitled to reduce their payments for three months. Three months of reduced payments. Very nice, very nice. But then, you know, rest of you have to pay full and stare at his junk whenever it is out in the hallway or the courtyard. You see, to me, this is like a noise violation. Yeah. If you're being extremely noisy, you're disrupting the atmosphere. If you're walking around naked on the property and there's other tenants using, utilizing and living on the property, you're disrupting the environment. Uh, now, the article ends with this description of what's called Freikopakultur. Hmm, I don't know if I can say this. Freikopakultur, or FKK, translates to, quote, free body culture, and it date dates back to the late 19th century. It's popular in Germany with many people sunbathing in the nude at lakes, beaches, and sometimes on their balconies. Well, it's from the 19th century when people couldn't even afford clothing anyways. It was all peasants. They, they didn't have any. They had one article of clothing. Do you remember these days? <laughs> there were about 600,000 Germans registered and more than 300 private nudists or FKK clubs, and a further 14 affiliated clubs in Austria as well. They just love to get naked over there in Germany, and it's not really that warm of an environment. It strikes me as silly. And I've seen the bodies of these pasty Germans, man. It's not something I want to see naked in my courtyard. Another American Airlines passenger urinates on another passenger. This seems to be ubiquitous on American Airlines for some reason, which is turning into the toilet of airlines it seems the article begins by i'm shocked that i'm writing about this again but even more unbelievable is that it happened on the same airline same route and same day of the week i'm not sure what's up with american airlines nonstop between new york's jfk international airport and new delhi's indira gandhi international airport but it isn't very good if you recall a story last month per Asian News International claimed an Indian passenger allegedly urinated on a U.S. co-passenger mid-flight on an American Airlines flight to New Delhi from New York. That's according to officials. It was a 21-year-old Indian identified as Arya Vohara, who was a student in the U.S. He urinated on a U.S. citizen. He urinated on a U.S. citizen while he was drunk on March 4th. Now, the same headline is now cropping up again. A whole new incident happened a few days ago. A lot of similarities between these two incidents because people can't stop urinating on each other on the flights. Perhaps the bathrooms were clogged. I don't know. Let's get some more information. According to the media, an Indian man traveling from New York to Delhi in an American Airlines flight has been apprehended at the airport here for allegedly urinating on his co-passenger. This occurred this past week. The accused Indian passenger was stated by the airline staff to be under the influence of liquor, and he urinated on his co-passenger during an argument 
according to witnesses. The incident took place on board American Airlines flight AA-292, which is the same flight that it took that the urination happened earlier, uh, leaving and going to same destinations. Uh, allegedly, the unruly passenger was apprehended by the Central Industrial Security Force after the plane landed at the Indira Gandhi International Airport. This was on Sunday. What's even more bizarre is that the media is reporting that something similar happened on December 6, 2022, when a passenger on an Air India Paris to New Delhi flight relieved himself on a vacant seat and also peed on a blanket that belonged to a fellow female passenger when she went to the lavatory. A lot of uh, urinating going on on these New Delhi flights for some reason. Is it common in New Delhi to just pee on people? <laughs> is that what's going on? Oh, man, R. Kelly would love it over there, wouldn't he? <laughs> He'd still be free. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, I'm covering this as weird news, but let's be honest. It's really not weird anymore. I don't even know if I can cover any more shenanigans on an airline story because um, I've covered many. And I feel horrible for the employees of these airlines, the in-flight employees especially, who have to deal with these unruly passengers. It's been going on since the pandemic, I've noticed. It's really been out of control. One airline I covered taught their employees uh, self-defense courses because of situations like this. Why not have security on a flight? I don't understand that. Is there not enough? I mean, you have security everywhere, it seems. They put a security officer at a Cinnabon or in an ATM machine. Why not have him on a flight? I mean... If stuff goes wrong on a flight, I mean, that's way more serious than stuff going wrong in a food court at a mall. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm, I'm, there's been some shootings at these food courts, though, I'd imagine. So you need security there, too. But the flight, I mean, it could go down, man. you got to have security. Just pay someone. Come on, what's wrong with you? You're going to leave it up? What I'm trying to say is if you leave it in the hands of a very young flight attendant to handle situations like this, you it's not going to go well. You know, oftentimes it's in mid-flight. I mean, they turn around the flights sometimes. It just would be easier to have a security officer on a flight. You just duct tape the dude, it's usually a dude, to the seat, and you just continue on the journey, and now no one has to worry about the individual acting out again. You know, a guy broke into the cockpit on a flight I cover. I mean, it's just out of control. I'm not in charge of airline security or anything. I'm not really in charge of anything, so no one's going to listen to me, but maybe you guys have a better solution to this. If you want to call the show, 646-450-2012. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cockfighting in Hawaii is big business. The deadly shootings of two people at an illegal cockfight in Wanai earlier this month raised some questions about public policy regarding the violent sport of cockfighting and the ability of police in Hawaii to shut down something many view as actually part of Hawaiian culture and tradition. But there's another aspect of cockfighting lost amid the debate over animal rights and human culture. 
Cockfighting in Hawaii is very big business. Hundreds of thousands of dollars flow through weekend-long cockfight tournaments in Hawaii, which offer six-figure prizes to winners and fight promoters as well. That's on top of people legally breeding fighting roosters, which supports supporters say pumps millions of dollars into the state's economy each year. According to a recent study, Hawaii is one of the nation's leading exporters of fighting roosters. This can mean big bucks for people in the cockfighting ecosystem. Now, in Hawaii, cockfights fall into two categories, smaller events called hack fights and large tournaments called derbies. On Oahu, there might be a few hack fights per week and a few derbies a month. At hack fights, people generally show up with a bird or two and find someone willing to fight for a wager of about $1,000. The money bet is called a table. The winner of that fight would get $1,900, while the promoter would keep $100. There can be dozens and dozens of fights per hack event. Spectators, of course, place bets with each other or with a bookmaker not affiliated with the promoter. Promoters can make extra money by charging for amenities such as parking and spectator seating. Derbies are even bigger, involving perhaps 100 five-bird teams. Um, the entrance fee for a five-bird derby was $2,400. At one point, now it's up to close up close to $4,000. Accordingly, entrance fees can generate almost $400,000 in revenue to be split between the promoter and the winning team. Generally, the overall winning five-bird team takes 60 to 70%, while the promoter takes the rest. Although there are consolation prizes for teams that win any three fights in a row as well. The promoters of the fights rent space for vendors and food trucks, which create a carnival atmosphere for between often 300 and 1,000 total spectators, ranging in age from grandparents to even infants. Asked why there isn't more violent crime at the events, given the crowds, cash, and a lack of police, um, one representative said security is often provided by organized crime gangs, which is another expense for promoters. And people don't challenge this. If someone gets out of line, you are going to be dealt with, they said. Besides the illegal fights, there's a legal aspect of the business, breeding fighting roosters, which a 2010 Hawaii House resolution said is a boon for Hawaii. Uh, Here's a quote from a game fowl industry spokesman. Game fowl spokesman. Hawaii game fowl breeders legally pump an estimated $9 million into the local economy each year, which is subject to general excise taxes. Uh, that would be worth just under $12.5 million in 2023 dollars. Um, now we have here a former Hawaii rep, Joey Man- Manahan, says, um, to be honest with you, I never authored any sort of resolution on the cockfighting subject. I... Uh, I, I mean, I did author it, but it was years ago. I don't know what this means. This guy said I said he authorized it, but then he doesn't. He doesn't remember doing it. He did say the nine million dollar dollar figure was hard to verify, but a more recent study found that Hawaii is a national leader in the export of fighting roosters. Nonetheless, according to a 2020 report by the group Animal Wellness Action, which analyzed records of fowl shipped from the U.S. to Guam, so they're they're having these fights. It's a boon for the economy locally, obviously, and for the state as they're raking in excise taxes on the sale internationally of the roosters that are bred in Hawaii. 
And because of this, sounds to me like the politicians are forgetting that it's even a thing and just allowing it to happen. I mean, I don't know how you judge this. It, it obviously is not no bueno for the roosters and for animal rights activists and PETA and such things. I covered a story yesterday about bullfighting that still goes on in Spain. I mean, it's hard to imagine this sort of thing happening in the U.S., but obviously it does. It does. And uh, sometimes it's very much underground, such as dogfighting, which you find very hard to find, I'd imagine, in, uh, in the U.S., very underground. And then cockfighting, a little less underground, because you have authorities that are sort of turning a blind eye to it. Now, you're probably wondering, as I was wondering, how much does it cost for a fighting rooster? Well, they can command a hefty price, it says. Prices on the website GameFowlForSale.com, for instance, ranged from $100 for some eggs to $800 for a sweater cock. Not sure what a sweater cock is. Maybe it's a fighting rooster that wears a sweater during the match. Now, that doesn't sound like a good idea. It's extra padding for the rooster. That's not fair. Plus, it'd probably weigh the rooster down. You can't be a fighting cock and be wearing a sweater at the same time. You're going to move much slower than a cock not wearing a sweater. Um, you can also buy offspring of particular derby winners, which command even more money, upwards of 2500 to $3,000 per cock. So, it's big money, I guess is the point of the story, and it doesn't sound like anything's going to be done about it. So, what do you think should be done about it? Anything? It's part of the tradition, it seems, part of the culture. Um, call the show if you have an opinion. I like opinions. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Ooh, it's the outro, and I started recording after I burped. You're welcome, because you don't need to hear that. You don't need, need to hear upper-level belching after I've had a couple of uh, cocktails for lunch. <laughs> what, what am I? The choices I'm making right now. Well, you know, some people have a birthday week. They say they call it a week. I'm just going to call it my birthday week. That's why I'm just kind of... Um, well, you know, if someone wants to bring me to lunch for my birthday, yeah, what am I going to say no? And then they're like, hey, would you like a third martini? What am I going to say no? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Come on, guys. We're living life over here. Weird AF News headquarters. Come by sometime. Come by. I'll give you a tour of the closet. It's pretty cool. Not a lot to see here. A lot of names on the wall from people who have joined the Patreon. And, um... Well, it ordinarily doesn't smell good, but I'll, I'll spray. I'll do a little room spray in the closet. I call it the closet spray. That way it makes it tolerable for you when you're in here. And then uh, maybe we'll record uh, We'll record you saying, good luck with your life, man. You know, maybe something like that. Wouldn't you like to sit in this closet and say, good luck with your life, man? That should be something I put up to auction so you guys could bid on that. Who wants to, who wants to be in the closet saying, recording themselves saying good luck with your life man we'll start the bidding at a thousand dollars how about that i think that's reasonable you know i probably have to put you up or something that costs money and time and i'm probably gonna get annoyed at some point uh all right anyways uh, i got plenty of coffee for everybody though so we're good on the coffee front people keep buying me coffee for my birthday and i'm so grateful it's like unbelievable all right so let me read off some people who bought me coffees within within the last 48 hours we have Marsha c from durham 
I believe that's in one of the Carolinas. Durham, North Carolina? Did I get that right? It's, uh, north? I think it's North. I'm going to put my money on North Carolina from Marsha C. She wrote, my husband and I regularly regularly laugh out loud during your podcast, and that's saying something because he doesn't LOL at many things. So her husband doesn't really LOL in life. That's got to suck going through life, and you don't LOL on a regular basis. I try to LOL every day. It's like, uh, you know, it should be part of your workout routine. You should like put aside a few a few minutes to LOL every day. It, I think you live longer the more you LOL. I'm not sure. I don't know if they've done a study about this, but I think the more you LOL, the more the more you live, which is a great argument to listen to Weird AF News all the time because, you know, you're going to LOL at least once during an episode. <laughs> just stack up the LOLs, guys. Anyways, Marsha writes, um, I also just shared it, Jonesy, with my work group. Because everything about your speech slash humor style has me convinced that you and he are the same person. He. Well, does that mean me and God are the same person? Oh, uh, I love to be compared to God. That's pretty sweet. Do you mean me and your husband? Not very specific with the he. It went from work group to he. Maybe your boss. Am I? Do I have the same? Am I the same person as your boss? I need some clarity, which means, Marsh, you're going to have to buy me some more coffees and then write an answer to this question. Who is he? Is it Jesus? I've never been compared to Jesus before because, um, I don't know, I I like to do some, I like to sin a little bit. I mean, it's, uh, the sinning that I do, though, it's just, you know, it's just, no, there's no, there's no victims. It's a victimless sinning. It's like me and one other person, you know, eating some mushrooms and, just taking off all our clothes. I mean, what's wrong with that? Come on. I mean, Jesus walked around naked for the most part anyways, right? I mean, so I'm not really, I'm pretty close to Jesus when I'm doing this sort of thing. Okay, so Lisa from Finland. Lisa's been an OG fan of the show for years and years. She's bought me many a coffee as well. She's even mailed me gifts before because she just, her and her, her whole family, the Durig family, just are big time fans of the show. So shout out to uh, the Durigs in Finland. Living it up. Lisa bought me some coffees and she wrote, this box says, quote, say something nice, optional. Does that mean that saying something is nice or being nice is optional? Anyway, happy birthday, Jonesy. Thanks for all the laughs and good luck with your life. Thank you, Lisa. I love you and I love your family. Okay, we're going to scroll down to the next one. Matt Napo. Napo, N-A-P-P-O. Are you named after the cabbage? Napa cabbage? No, that's, I think that's N-A-P-P-A. Anyways, I'm just trying to make a connection here with Matt Napo. I don't know where he's from. He didn't say. And he only wrote me one sentence. Happy birthday, Jonesy. And that's just enough. That's, like, that's phenomenal. That made me happy and smile. Thank you, Matt Napo. Named after the cabbage. Okay, then also Shante. We all know Shante because she's called the show and she's hilarious. I lo- love Shante. Shante bought me coffee. She wrote, happy birthday month, Jonesy. Before I started listening to your podcast, Florida was on my list of states to retire in. Well, definitely off my list now, bro. It's the sound of science. Stay pimping in the closet. (laughs) How funny is that message? She just threw in there, it's the sound of science. Uh, I should send you a, a recording of me just saying it's the sound of science, Shante, and you can make it as your ringtone. How about that? Would you like that? Email me. I'll send it to you. Funnyjones at Gmail. And then JoJo from Texas. JoJo from Texas. JoJo, JoJo's a hottie from Texas. Let me just tell you, she's like gorgeous. Um, and she follows me on the on the gram, on the Instagram. 
and she's just a wonderful person. And she decided to buy me coffees for my birthday. And she wrote something very simple as well. She wrote, happy birthday, Jonesy. And so big shout out to Jojo, the beautiful Jojo in Texas. Um, thank you for the coffees. I, so many people have bought me coffees. I posted on the um, Weird AF News Instagram about uh, the coffee that I've been buying. I had a, I bought a Vietnamese iced coffee and I took a photo of that and I was like, thanks for the coffees, guys. Sometimes I splurge. Oh, we also have Patrick that bought me a coffee. I'm not sure if I already read Patrick's coffee purchase. He wrote a happy birthday, Jonesy. I've been listening to Weird AF News for a few months now and have been really enjoying it. Good luck with your life, man. And not that you need it. Oh, I think I did read this one, but who cares? We'll read it again. We shall read it again because Patrick's a swell individual, a nice fella, and he needs to get shout outs and recognition for supporting the Weird AF News podcast, which is just one individual recording in a closet and, you know, pretty silly thing to do in my life, but people seem to enjoy it and they're supporting me. So I'm going to keep doing it. And I want to, I want everyone to know how much I appreciate you supporting the show, whether or not you bought me a birthday gift, it doesn't matter. The fact that you listen to the show on a regular basis, that makes me happy as well. And I'm grateful for your time, you know, cause there's so many podcasts out there. We're all competing for your ears. So you've decided to spend some time with me and I'm so grateful. Uh, if you guys would like to get me coffee or whatever, you can go to weirdafnews.com, the website. Yep. You can join the Patreon as well. I put, um, Oh man, already this week I put in like 10, 10 weird items into the Patreon. Just keeping it, I'm just, you know, I just funnel a lot of the weird stuff that I come across right into the Patreon so that the weirdos get to see it. I'm fighting back another burp. <sighs> all right. We're doing okay, guys, health-wise. We're doing all right. Gotta take care of your health, guys. Take care of your health. You know, I went to the dentist yesterday and got my 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 biannual cleaning is it biannual does that mean twice a year or is that every other year i don't even know but i go every six months i get a cleaning and i ask my dentist weird questions you're like jonesy what kind of weird questions do you ask your dentist i'm glad you asked i ask weird questions such as like um hey doc you know they say that dentists are the uh it's the number one occupation for suicides like they say dentists kill themselves more than any other profession. Like, why do you think that is? Like, you don't seem like someone that would kill themselves. You seem very happy. Why do you think dentists kill themselves so much? Do you agree with this? Is this a, is this a myth or what? You know, stuff like that. You know, then I come in, I, I, I'm only getting a cleaning. I'm like, sorry, I'm only here for a cleaning. You must be really bored being a dentist and just doing a cleaning. It's just very, I, I promise next time I'll come in with a more serious issue. You know, I'll come in and my teeth will be, my teeth will have disappeared. They'll all go, all gone, disappearance. But then I'll be like, psych, it's a magic trick. It's an illusion. I was hanging out with David Blaine and, and his trick was to make my teeth disappear. And then I'll be like, here they are though. Ha, gotcha, gotcha, doc. You know, because her life's probably boring being at the, at the dentist office all day. So I just want to kind of liven it up for her. But, you know, here's what's cool about me being at the dentist um, and, and now I'm going on nine minutes of an outro, probably the longest outro in history, but that's okay. It's my show. I'll do what I want. Uh, I got to sit in the chair that faces the window and it faces Dodger Stadium. That's pretty cool. I asked her, I go, do you call this the Dodger seat? Because this is the, clearly the, the Dodger seat. I never get to sit in this seat, but I'm requesting this seat every time I come. If I got to pay a little extra for this Dodger seat, that's tremendous. Yeah, so I'm sitting in the chair and I'm facing Dodger Stadium. But then, of course, you know, she hits the button and then I go lay back. And now I'm staring at the damn ceiling. So I don't even get to stare at Dodger Stadium while I got my, my teeth cleaned anyways. So it was it was like it was a win for a little bit. But then at the end of the day, I was just looking at the ceiling. 
All right. Well, that's about it with me. <laughs> hey, this is what you signed up for, guys. Oh, thank you.